last few years, the real estate market has seen a major digital transformation, which has truly revolutionized the industry, enhancing productivity, customer experience, and even changing the way people buy, sell, and manage properties. Today, we are super excited to talk with co-founder of the Scout Residential Team and founding agent on Long Island, Melanie Kogan, a licensed real estate broker. Recognized as a top performer on Long Island and a multiple-time recipient of the Best Realtor Award from Blank Slate, Melanie is a highly admired and respected real estate agent catering to both buyers and sellers on the North Shore of Long Island. With over 20 years of experience, she leads a team of agents recognized by many publications, including Beth Page, Best Of, as the best real estate team on Long Island. Welcome, Melanie. We're super excited to talk to you today, and I appreciate you taking time. I know you are very busy. Thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure, and I'm excited. That's great. So, Melanie, just to kick us off, I think the way tech is influencing and really transforming this industry is very cool. Uh, You yourself have a tech background, and I'd love to hear more about how you started out. Sure. So I actually started out uh, building websites for a nonprofit in Manhattan back in, I don't want to give my age, but a long time ago when the web was gray and there was one big (laughs) image and you can only click on the image. So I started, I didn't even know how to use, (laughs) it's terrible. I graduated from college and I did not know how to use email. Um, or Word. I had my younger baby cousin teach me before I got the job. And I really learned it on the fly. And it wasn't cool at the time. All my friends worked at like fashion magazines. And I was building websites. So nobody wanted to speak with me. And over (laughs) the years, I went from a .org to a .com. I found a headhunter who did not work in tech. And I said, you need to get me a job at this.com. And he got me there. And then from there, I went to another.com. And then the boom happened where, not the boom, the crash, the tech crash. So back then, everybody was losing their jobs. It was like every Tuesday afternoon, you were either one of the 60 people or the 100 people who got laid off. Ouch. It's crazy. And I was married and about, I had just found out I was expecting And as time went on, then September 11th happened, which is so crazy. The whole world was in shift, which is sort of like ironic because that's now. Um, I was looking at my husband going, what am I going to do? I have nothing. No one's going to hire me. And my good friends in the city said to me, you're obsessed with real estate. You've been obsessed your whole life. Go get your license. So that's sort of how I fell into the business. Within three weeks, I was licensed and working and selling co-ops and condos on Long Island. Yep. It was out of necessity. (laughs) (laughs) I guess necessity is kind of the the form of most careers for that matter. So that's that's kind of an interesting transition. So did you always have a passion for home design and architecture that led you into that field? I mean... Beyond, beyond. I am, it's so funny. I grew up in a house where my mother was, everything was always like neat, clean, but my parents never really like renovated or did much. And, uh, you know, I would always rearrange my room. I would watch this old <laughs> house. I mean, I'm really dating myself, but I yeah. I literally have like used to, I finally got rid of them, stacks and stacks. I had all my traditional home magazines, my cottage living, my beautiful, like I was wow. obsessed with design. So, and I wanted to be an architect. So I've, it's sort of 
been a passion of mine. I love it. Like I, I just love houses and the way people live in them. And I love all styles of houses. That's so cool. It seems to me like in today's environment, uh, embracing tech is what really sets apart a successful real estate business from the competition. I mean, I was just reading, don't like 97% of home buyers today start their initial property search online and like over half of them, like 55% actually do it on their smartphones. A hundred percent. I actually, it may even be higher at this point. Um, you know, we can get into the pandemic and how that has shifted a lot of things, but we're seeing we're seeing it sort of go back to the old way of doing things actually within the last two years. Um, but yes, everybody starts on their phone. They all pick an app that they yeah. really like. And the, you know, the intelligence for all of these, everyone has a, every, every brokerage says they have better intelligence. I work for Compass now um, and we really do have incredible intelligence. So when people do search on our sites, it really does bring them other quality homes that are within what, you know, what they're looking for. It gets a really good handle. So that sort of feeds into them automatically. Right. Um, but yes, it is. The technology is the game changer in real estate. You touched on the pandemic. And I mean, as you say, the pandemic, I would think, escalated a lot of the changes going on. But how would you say, you know, you said they would change and now they're kind of going back to the way things were. In what way did you see such change? When the world went into shutdown, so right. I, I know it well, it was basically March 13th of 2020. Uh, I just remember that Friday afternoon because I really at that day started to panic and say, wow, we're really in for something. Yeah. Um, we start, everyone said we're staying home. And all of a sudden I was, I had a couple of deals call up that like Monday, Tuesday and say, we're not buying the house. We're very worried. So people started like hunkering down. And then we were told we were not allowed inside of the home. Right. So very quickly did we adapt. If you were the you agents who are successful right now, adapted and ran with it and just went with what was coming their way. And the ones who felt frozen and like in fear really didn't do any business probably for the last two years. And they're really struggling now to gain momentum. Right. Um, but I think as agents, my team, we're 14 agents, we sort of just stayed home, figured out, went on a lot of Zoom calls. Like we actually just moved over to Compass at that time. Um, so we were lucky. We had time to like really get in with the systems. But what we found was we had people that still wanted to sell. Everyone was thinking like, I had one seller call me and say, we're moving to Florida. We're getting out of here. We're going right. to be stuck in our house. We want, we want sunshine. We have two kids. We're going to go, we're going to go rent something. So technically I was not allowed to step foot in their house. So how was I going to market and sell their home? Yeah. So what we did was the photographers were allowed inside and there's this technology. If you look it up, I'm sure you have um, Matterport. So Matterport is like a virtual reality walkthrough of home. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so we, since we were not allowed inside and our photographers were, we started, we found like the few people who were able to do this technology. And what they do is they stand there and they, they take video and, and you basically with an arrow can walk through a home. Amazing. So between photos, the Matterport and the virtual like floor plan, people were able to see and then we'd have to have our sellers open the door and allow the buyers to come in without agents. 
And then we as agents would have to negotiate the deal over the phone. It was yeah. It was like unbelievable. Right. The first month of the pandemic was so fun because as a real estate agent, if you're not working, you're like losing business. So nobody was nobody was out working. So I was like, this is awesome. I haven't been home in my house for right. like a month straight ever. I thought it was great. Everyone else was freaking out. Um, and then we didn't get off the phone. And enough, a little tidbit. We were not even allowed to park in front of the house while people were looking at the house, what? or we could have been fined by, yep, by That doesn't MLS. even make sense. Like, why? It made, it, it, none of it made sense. We were like, this is crazy. We're essential. And they did not consider us essential. Wow. Yeah, I feel like it's there's so many rules, like everything that, like, you know, we put a mask on to stand up. Like, yeah, they just didn't know. Yeah. Like, They're like, let's let's make a bunch of rules because nobody actually knows what's going on or what's good or yeah. what's bad. So I and can't they, believe they, they had no park. clue. And the photographer nope. really took one for the team. Oh my <laughs> gosh. And we, no don't, intended. We, we don't know what this COVID does, but go ahead. We're going to send you to like five <laughs> you, or six you different go ahead. You go in. We'll all be down the block. Go we in. Can. Right. You get, right. With gloves. They did the whole thing. I mean, oh God, some like of them a stopped suit. working. Yeah, hazmat suit, gloves, you oh name my it. Gosh. Booties. So it's funny. And like now when we sell a house, people like we're me and my teammates, we're listing houses every week right now. And they're like, you know, the sellers are like, are you going to do the video? We're like, nope. Uh-uh, we're going to let people <laughs> in the door. We are right. going old oh, school. It so, must you feel know, so nice, though, you know, to have that contact again with your clients and just to be able to like amazing. speak face to face. It's amazing. I have to say. And it's so funny because I do have some sellers right now that are elderly and they're very nervous. So like, a, you know, I, they require a mask in the house, which I totally respect. Um, but, you know, it's funny. You you learn in business, like who smiles with their eyes and yeah. who's just like, you know, quiet inside. Like, <laughs> right. No life. Right. Right. So, um, exactly. Yeah. It's been it's been great to be back out there and like being able to stand there and smile and and get to know people. So definitely. Oh. Yeah. Often when reading listings today, we see smart floor plan or smart home. Max loves anything involving sensors and IoT, you know, Internet of Things. And it seems more than ever, this is a trend being used in properties, commercial and residential. It's like the yeah. advanced and automation features like cutting expenses and allowing monitoring in real time. With the sensors, you guys, agents, homeowners, can get information on equipment and security situations, um, service interruptions that could be attended to as needed. Yeah, I would I would think, especially during the pandemic, uh, as you were just saying, and even now having things like smart locks, which could be controlled by your obviously your smart smartphone or making mm-hmm. um, you know anything that that actually makes a touchless access uh, into someone's home as well as things like the Nest thermostat to control climate when you're doing a showing or when no one's in the home. Are, are you actually seeing demand or more demand for smart homes? Or is yes, that something that very, your customers are looking for? Very much so. And if it does not have it, it's the first thing they're doing in a house. Um, really? the, you know, security is huge. I mean, it's no, you could open the newspaper, you could turn on the TV, right? Who opens the newspaper, but open the news on your phone. And, uh, I know it's so crazy, what's but, a newspaper? you know, what's a newspaper? Um, 
it's something you pick up on the driveway and put in the recycle bin, I guess, at this point. <laughs> so um, we are seeing that everybody, everybody wants to control the world from a keypad from their phone. So mm-hmm. even down to one of my sellers many years ago had, I thought it was the coolest thing. Now it's more common, but he was, it's called Ratio, and he was able to monitor and use his sprinkler system on his property by, by on his phone. So it would basically like follow the weather channel. And if it had X, you you used to have like a a rain sensor on Mm -hmm. your, on your, like over your garage door. And it was never worked. I mean, everyone would pretend (laughs) that it worked and it never worked. (laughs) So like now it takes the weather channel and it basically knows how much rain, how many inches of rain are coming and it conserves water. So you're not just like helping yourself, but like, you're really helping the environment because if, it, if we have that. like a rainy August, you don't need to run your sprinkler system. So as agents, we know 99% of the time we're being watched doing our job. Hmm. So that's another key. When people come into a house, like a lot of buyers sometimes bring like a parent and the parent will say, oh, this has, I'm like, so I always, <laughs> I always basically um, give a heads up. I look at them, whether I mouth. And that's the other thing with masks. You can't like warn people like with, you know, mouthing words. So I'll be like, there are cameras, you know, so people, right. you really, and, and the sellers today, like it's not, I know money's money. They also want to like the person buying their house. They, right. this is an emotional transaction. Right. Yeah. I don't care what people say. They'll be like, I don't care. Anyone could buy my house <laughs> for money. It's, that's not the truth. People right. have loved their homes. It's your biggest asset. And they want to feel good about, you know, that the person moving in appreciates it. It's not about how many children they have, if they're single. It's not about that. It's about being gracious and right. you know, appreciative and respectful. I mean, those are really important things. So on the cameras, people can see if they're making little comments about the house. So Cameras are huge. Um, anything that makes your home smarter in terms of like conserving energy and just being and safety. So I, as I was saying, you, you know, people read the paper and there's always cars being stolen out of driveways and this and this. There's a lot of burglaries going on right. in general across across Long Island. I mean, the crime is up. Um, and so I think people want to feel safe. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even think about the cameras, you know, we never, I guess we've been in our house long enough that I don't remember there being cameras when we were looking, but I didn't. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't think when we were looking, but obviously now we have cameras at every perimeter of our our house because I love it. He's upset. (laughs) Right. I mean, to tell you, I mean, I I know you're probably will ask me like some funny stories, but I mean, I literally had a seller once. Um, I was standing on the landing on the second story and the buyer said, is the chandelier on a lift? Because it would go down to the entry. And I get a text message that at that second, oh, yes, my there God. is a lift. And I'm like, oh, yes, wow. that's a lift. creepy though, right? Like, <laughs> so, that's like, I don't know. It's like a, it's like a teleprompter from the seller. <laughs> it's almost like I want to have more faith and trust in the person that I'm, you know, ha- having. Again, it's their from, biggest asset. I can't, right. I, I, oh, you I know, and, and right. they hire us because they trust us. So, right. I, I can't fault. I, it's human nature. Having said all that, what would you say is the most common thing that aside from the smart home that buyers are looking for? So in today's market, it really depends what type of community you're selling in. So I sell in 
mostly in Roslyn East Hills, where there's a lot of younger buyers coming in from Manhattan, Queens, um, all across the island, looking to get into a suburban lifestyle. We have we have a, a village park and pool. So it's like a very big draw to younger right. families. Um, I represent a lot of sellers that are now empty nesters, kids in college who want to go and maybe go back to the city or um, go out east or go south. So I think most of these buyers are are really looking for, well, with the pandemic, things changed. So that's, that's, that's another thing. Nobody really wanted a pool because it was a liability and there was a village pool. Right. But once the pandemic came, people love any sort of backyard amenities. So pools, fire pits, covered porches, front oh, porches have become huge because people spent so much time at home, even in the colder weather. Yeah, so I mean, you're so, we're guilty of redoing our our backyard, backyard too, because yeah. exactly that right. reason. We were like, where are we going? We might as well make right. this enjoyable. The outdoor spaces became just as important as the inside spaces. So, and I always tell people kitchens, and now we call them primary bedrooms, which is yes. the, the old master. So, <laughs> yeah, so kitchens and primary bedrooms, bathrooms are what sell houses. People do love basements if they have young children and they love a mudroom. Um, laundry's laundry it it spreads it spreads around. Some people want it upstairs. Right. Some people want it on the main floor. I I never really claim to know that. I think what they love are laundry rooms with double sets of washers and dryers. Ah, That's another luxury situation that people are really pushing for. Because think about it, you're always waiting for one wash to be finished right. and the next one to go in. So you spend half the time doing laundry. Um, I'm not redoing the laundry thing. room for the record. Don't. We just finished. We just finished. By the way, it kind of makes me just feel, it just makes me feel pressured to do more. You know, I feel like we're good. We're good at one load. Like let's move on. Oh my so God. Funny. And they, and they, a lot of them, I don't know if you, where you live, you have oil or gas, but a lot of people want gas and gas cooking. Um, okay. that's a, that's a very big thing in our area. People want to just want to know where the gas line is, if it's oil. Huh. So, yeah. So interesting. Those are, those yeah, are and another area where I would think tech is changing real estate is with e-signing now less paperwork. We save all those, all those nice trees. And obviously we want to speed up the process overall. You know, I would think in a hot market like now, uh, it's super important. Have you used e-signatures and if so, do you prefer them over physical signing? So absolutely. You are like really, I don't know what kind of research you both did, but you're <laughs> you're hitting the nail on the head. So we currently use um, DocuSign, which a lot of different businesses use it. Um, sure. So we've ado- we've really adopted. We've, we try to be as paperless as we can. We even do QR codes when people come into an open house. So wow. they can scan it like you're in a restaurant. You get the That's listing great. and the floor plans and, oh you know, gosh. less yeah. paper. It, it, so the story of my life is if you go into my car on any given day <laughs> in the back seat pockets, you'll see disclosures and papers and, you know, people scribble their names in. So, so e-signature is also good for having buyers when they come through an open house signing like fair housing disclosure and agency disclosure. We do a lot of listings in the area. So, um, so we've adapted, like we've adopted doing e-signature and we always ask the clients because some really want paper. Right. Um, 
but the ones who are willing to do it, what we're finding is it's streamlined. They sign it immediately. They're less likely to start like, you know, going through and question. Like they just, they feel more comfortable when you are giving them a tech savvy experience. They don't feel as bogged down. Um, And then everything goes straight into our like business tracker system. So instead of scanning it with my, I use a scanner on my phone for many years, I would go into the village and scan like floor plans and any kind of COs I needed. And when people would be waiting to send out and pay like 25 cents per copy. So I've, I've always been tech savvy and I've always tried to use it to my advantage. And I think it's what set me and my teammates apart for doing business because we don't spend a lot of time waiting for stuff. Um, But yes, the e-signature and the DocuSign for listing paperwork and disclosures has has made a world of difference. And now I don't have stacks of paper sitting around from like, because we're supposed to save our paperwork for three years. So I've Mm. scribbled disclosures from people. I don't even know who they're from. And it's, that's, (laughs) that's real. You're really missing the boat on like what the reason is for it. So we can't, we're not allowed to throw out these stacks of paper, but they're, you know, it's, it's definitely changed our business. Yeah, I know in my business as well, we've been using e-signatures for years now, especially like end of month, end of quarter, when a sales team is trying to get a contract in, you know, back in the day, we'd be standing by the fax machine, hoping that the contract would come (laughs) through. And now, now it's like, you know, even, even uh, recently was end of quarter, we probably got a contract in at like eight o'clock at night. And it's that simple. You send out a DocuSign, they review it, they digitally sign it, and and it's done. There's no travel required. There's no, you know, follow-ups it's and printouts. It's it's the best for sure. I remember when I we bought our we when we bought our first home, my wrist like was falling asleep because I think we signed like a hundred papers that day. <laughs> and you I probably mean, had to go into your attorney's office yes. to sign oh, yeah. the contract. Yeah. Because people are people are doing that on each signature now. People Buyers come in and say, okay, the inspection's done. All right, well, we're going to Aruba. Ah. So we'll just sign and wire the money. Like they're doing, they're buying homes from out of the state. I mean, we sold, I sold several homes to people that weren't even, they were moving from across the country. So that was the other thing during the pandemic. People were buying homes sight unseen. So we were also doing everything through, you know, DigiSign and, you know, DocuSign and e-signatures and however we needed to get it done. So yeah, it's just changed the way we do business. It just, it's also just so efficient, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. just clicking, I agree. And then, you know, just- I I think we're almost programmed to it. Like everyone goes on a website, they always click, whether it's cookies or anything else, they always click that they agree. I mean, let's face it, most people aren't reading the fine print in those big contracts. And I guess they're not doing it on home buying contracts either. Right, exactly. So I have a fun fact. We always talk fun facts because Max loves them. I love them. (laughs) According to (laughs) NAR, the National Association of Realtors, millennials are now making up 43% of home buyers. And, you know, when I think millennials, I think instant gratification. Like I want it now expectation. So one of the ways that I hear it's being met is with blockchain and smart contracts. We actually just recently talked about blockchain on a previous episode. Okay. Well, I did not listen to that episode. I was busy (laughs) listening to Tommy Papadopoulos, who I'm a very big fan (laughs) of and very nervous to follow in his 
tracks with speaking with you because, you know, there's no one better than him. But I have to admit, this is where I'm falling behind and it's making me very nervous. I'm going to give you the quick elevator pitch so that you know all about blockchain. So blockchain is used to enable cryptocurrency or crypto. Yep. Uh, Yep. But this technology actually has many other uses. When you think of it as a digital ledger, blockchain applications can actually be used in smart contracts. So in your business, think of the potential to handle an entire closing, including title transfer, buyer's contract, et cetera, over a single smart contract that you can agree to at the click of a button. So that's kind of so like cool. my my pitch on blockchain. It's 100% the future. It's uh, Unless you have some old school attorney. I mean, we have some old school real estate attorneys we deal with. Um, they're going to, they're going to, Go they're out fighting. Time. <laughs> yeah, they're going to need some time. They're really going to go out fighting on that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, listen, I'm a tech girl at heart. I probably didn't even finish my story, but after, you know, I worked at Google for five years, and in the middle of that whole, uh, you know, getting my license, selling hat, selling clubs and condos, I sold a club and condo to a sales manager at Google. Went there for five years, so tech is my other passion. Um, and I'm having severe anxiety thinking about the fact that I don't understand the metaverse as much as I should. Oh, and yes. I'm wondering if my age is uh, an infringement. But I, let's Not get back. We'll, we'll have a follow-up call when I do my first crypto deal. How about well, that? That was actually going to be my <laughs> next question. I'm dying to ask, have any of the buyers ever had, ever tried to make an offer using crypto? So no, but I did have a buyer about five months ago and she worked for a crypto bank. Hmm. So that was as close. And I, and I tried, yeah, she, you know, worked in the city and she she bought a great house and, um, but yeah, that was her business. So I feel like I need to call her and get a lesson and see, but that's as close as I've come. Viewing properties can be exciting process, but it also could be time consuming and exhausting. And I love the idea of VR, virtual reality and real estate, which you had touched on before. With a VR headset, you could visit the properties without leaving your house. So how do you feel about using this new tech? I know the photographer would go in and take pictures, Mm -hmm. but now then would your client put on goggles and actually walk through the house? No, that? so they, it's the Matterport technology, you basically go on your computer screen and, and you just keep clicking on the arrows and it really does give you, it's a little less virtual feeling, but you truly do walk through the house and you can go in different directions. You can spin around, you can look up at the ceiling and down. So you really do get a feel, but you don't feel like you're standing in the house. Right. Um, I think that's the difference, which is so cool. How are your clients responding to using this type of technology? Do they love it or is it like a not a comfortable situation? <laughs> no. So th- I think it's two part. I think the first part is that it, it gets rid of people that are just looking. So the, if the pandemic were at one thing, you didn't have people just looking for the fun of looking. Right. So right. You, you didn't waste time showing the house. Everybody there was there because they were truly interested. Um, And then with that, it sort of kept people out of the house. It was a little more safe because you didn't waste the time. And then the other side was people would see the house, but they wouldn't need to come back and visit again. 
because they had the walkthrough tour. Right. So a lot of times people, people don't usually buy a house from one showing, but in this market and during the pandemic, they really had no choice. They had to make a decision. I like that. I always get a kick out of those real estate shows we watch where people travel for miles and walk in and say, oh, I don't like the paint. Do, do you ever tell it's, them it's, that it's just paint? Yes. Yes. I ripped the hair out of my head. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the other thing that virtual reality cannot do for you when you're buying a home, because I say this to every buyer and they at first they look at me like I'm crazy, but then they realize that what I'm saying is actually really smart. Um, when they're in a house, I say, don't just look at the house, look out every window. You right. cannot control your view. If you don't, if there's trash in the neighbor's yard today, there will probably be trash in the neighbor's yard in right. six months from now. And oh. it, it's going to drive you crazy. It's going to drive you crazy. Um, you know, when you, is the light coming in? Is there a house up a hill above you? I mean, these are all things you cannot control and that virtual reality cannot give you. Right. Another thing I think so. it can give you is like, touch, you know, there's no opening doors or, or looking around, like feeling things just mm -hmm. to get an idea of, you know, it always reminds me of like the best movie of all time, the money pit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> remember, movie. Right. Would you remember when he falls through the hole in the floor because it was covered by the carpet? <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. He was like, Walter, Walter. Yeah, and he, he, he was like, I'm right here. I'm in the floor. I remember that movie. I love that. I just, but I just that's watched it recently. Right? It's like, it, it, can you, it's like you just, it's just so funny. But like, that's the truth. I mean, if you were literally walking, then perhaps you would notice if the floor was on level or it was a hole yeah. under the carpet. I, I love the, the other... Yeah. I love the other big line from that movie. If you remember the contractor, he was like, so how long do you think this job's going to oh, yeah. take? It's like every contractor I've ever met in my life. Two weeks, <laughs> yeah. two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. <laughs> six months, 10 years, whatever. Right. Yeah. That was, that movie was, uh, maybe that's when I knew I would be in real estate. I mean, I remember every, every movie I enjoyed and loved. I loved the house that was in the movie. Right. I've always, oh. I've always remembered the homes. I know that sounds crazy, but that's always what has been my interest. I that enjoy makes it. That sense. Yeah. That's, yeah. For sure. As a nurse, I have had some very funny things happen when I was working in the hospital. Oh, I, I remember that story when you told me we had to like call radiology no. or something. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it's just like, listen, it's not all like doom and gloom. You know, there are happy things. Yes, there was yes. one time I did have to call radiology and tell them it was a foreign <laughs> object, possible carrot. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is, you know, but I, having said that, do you think like I know you mentioned before that you had that funny story, but what was like the funniest thing that you remember that has oh. happened touring a home or with someone that is trying to sell a home? I don't think I've had anything crazy, crazy. Um, I did have a seller recently tell me they were selling. I sold their home for them. And when they were packing up, they looked at me and said, you may not even find this funny, but she looks at me and goes, you know, that we bought this house about 25 years ago. And the day we moved in, we're like settling in. And that night we're going to sleep 
and a cat jumps out at us. <laughs> the seller left the cat oh, in the house. Oh, that's, that's horrible. She, she, it was, I, I was mortified. I was like, I would have lost it. But yeah, with awful disclosure, when I first was dating Max, I guess it just (laughs) didn't come up that I had a cat (laughs) until one night we were in sitting on the couch and all of a sudden I see the shadow. I'm like, I think I think I was like, Erica, your house is haunted. Something just flew right by me. She's like, what are you talking? I said, something just literally ran past Um, me. She's like, oh, you mean the cat? I mean, but by the way, that was, that's like, that's mean. That's so, that someone would do that. I, so I'm afraid, um, and I'm just full disclosure, I'm a dog person. Like right. I'm petrified of cats jumping out at me. I am so easily spooked. Like we just sold a house, the most awesome sellers, coolest house. Like I love this house. It, it was part of the old um, JP Morgan estate in old Westbury. Oh, wow. I, I don't know if they'll ever hear me say this, but in the basement, when you go downstairs, it's an 1800s house. I mean, there's like, there was maybe, I'm trying to think of like five, five or six homes on the estate. And then they were all subdivided. And wow. downstairs, there was a sliding barn door. You unlocked it and it went to a tunnel oh. underneath. Oh, and it had, Stop it. And you walk, absolutely. And you walk all the way to the end to a brick wall. They like closed off. The ton- I mean, they literally closed it off. And wow. my coworker, who I share the listing with, she's, we joke, she's like four, she, Erica, she's like you, she's like 4'11", she's little. All right, all right, all right. Let's okay. go, like maybe five all right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're five feet. <laughs> I am maybe. the biggest scaredy cat. I would show up and she, I'd be like, do you want to go to the basement together? And she'd be like, I already went down and opened the, the, the tunnel. Oh. I was like, oh. I, I would, would be never. so scared. I would never go down there alone. I would be like, I mean, some crazy stuff probably took have, place. You would have, I'm telling if the walls could talk, I, I kept thinking of like the people in like 1800, you know, the 1800s, yes. like this, like all the people that worked in the houses and like meeting yeah. down in the tunnels. It was the coolest thing. I just would never be able to be alone downstairs. I'm never. the biggest wimp. And Never. she's like, I would have no problem being here. So, <laughs> oh my God, I'm a wimp. Yeah. Thank goodness I have nothing crazy to tell you because with all the houses I sell, I think everyone's pretty behaved, which is that's very pretty amazing. That's good to know. Pretty, that's, pretty amazing. Yeah. That, that is very important. So, I'm wondering what is a piece of advice that you always give to your clients, whether they're buying or selling, that you wish you used yourself when you bought your first home? Oh boy. Uh, really the look, I think, I think the reason I say that is because I bought a house, um, that backed up to a shopping center and I owned it for six months. I actually ended up, I moved in, I renovated, did a bunch of stuff. And the first morning I was woken up by the garbage men cleaning the dumpsters down (laughs) in in the shopping center down below. And I looked at uh, Brett and I said, oh boy, this is, this is not going to go over well. And the smell of bagels would waft oh, up. And gosh. luckily, um, luckily we put it on the market pretty quickly and we ended up getting out whole. I mean, we sold it. We got every penny back that we put wow. into it. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's, I think that's why I'm so sensitive to location, location, 
Yeah. Um, I, especially a first time home buyer. I, I could never sell something w- without them being okay with it. You can't hide it. You have to say to them, listen, this backs up to a main road or this is, there's a tower over there. And, you know, they look at me like I'm crazy. Like, well, why does that matter? I'm like, well, I wouldn't want to, you have to make a decision if you want to live next to a shopping center. Um, But I think as long as you're upfront with them and, and it makes sense, it's their choice. But I felt like I was really duped, you know, in that first house. And I think I got out quickly and at the right time. So, yeah, you know, I, I agree with you in so much of that. I mean, I love our home and I, always say, I wish I had observed the area more. And what I mean by that is, I think sometimes when you're buying a home or you're making a big purchase, you're in the moment. You're you're not thinking necessarily even two years down the line, nope. five, 10. And you know, I always, I really wish someone like you or someone had said to me, buy a house near a bus stop, not near a school. <laughs> and when I say that, it's because now I have, three kids in three different schools and no one gets a bus and I'm running around like a lunatic and it, and it's wonderful being close to the school, but I'm not close enough to like walk, you know? So those are little things. Those are little tips that I think make such a difference. And I think people appreciate, you know, even driving around, drive around the neighborhood, drive around on 4th of July or on a holiday when Halloween, Halloween. (laughs) you know, like God knows, no one knows what goes down on those holidays when they're like just looking on a pretty Sunday afternoon. (laughs) A hundred percent. You said it correctly. Like, I really think, and as long as you are, listen, everybody, I I got into this business out of passion, sort of out of necessity at the time, because I didn't know where I was going to work. And and then I went, you know, in that timeframe, I went back to Google and I worked and I had this great job and eventually I didn't see my children. And I I said, I'm going to take some time off. I lasted about a year. And like at that point, a local friend in Roslyn said to me, let's go, let's go back to real estate. I was like, I don't know. They're all crazy. They're crazy. She's like, no, 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 we got to go back. And so we did, we hung our licenses at a new firm. Um, this was about 15 years ago. And, and that was it. I hit the ground running. She lasted three weeks and we, we still laugh about it today. She's like, I don't know if I want to do this. I'm like, what? You can do <laughs> so, but we, she always says she's responsible for my success. So um, but that's, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think what I wanted to do from day one was really just turn the, the perception of a real estate agent. Like they're not all here to just sell you something and move on. I mean, I live and work in the same place, which is a challenge unlike any other. Um, right. so, so if I, I'm going to see these buyers and sellers in the supermarket and the, on the park, you know, the park bench when my kids were younger. And so you really have to be a straightforward and easy about it. That's why technology has played such a key role. Cause it's like, we're, we're so on our game as agents. Um, and I think that people appreciate that and we we're easy to send information over and it's clean and it's, it's, it's informative. And I think it's just getting it done and going the extra mile has really made the difference. And I think that's a, you know, sign of your success because you're so kind and generous with all of your knowledge. And that's awesome. I think everyone that works with you is really lucky. Thank you. 
Well, Melanie, that brings <laughs> us to game time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm going to play a little game called This or That. And this is where I'm going to throw out two things and you just rapidly pick one real fast. Are you ready? Okay. Oh, oh boy. Call or text? Text. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. No internet or no phone? No phone. Seth Avid or Scott Avid? Oh boy, <laughs> Seth Avid. <laughs> the famous Avid brothers. Plan it or wing it? Oh, wing it. Jeans or a dress? Jeans. Private island or private jet? Private island. Dog or cat? Dog. Butler's pantry or wine cellar? Wine cellar. Beach or pool? Pool. Stay in or go out? Stay in. Vodka or tequila? Tequila. Ball drop or fireworks? Ball drop. New construction or historical home? Historical home. Pretty woman or Notting Hill? Notting Hill. Oh, I love that movie. Um, deep thinker or deep, deep thinker or deep feeler? Deep feeler. Venmo or PayPal? Venmo. Always early or coming in hot? Always early. Nice. <laughs> fixer upper or property brothers? Uh, fixer upper. Netflix or Amazon Prime? Netflix. Warm or cold? Oh, warm. Be invisible or read minds? <sighs> Uh, read minds. Truth or dare? Truth. Cash or card? Cash. Driver or passenger? Passenger. Rich and famous or love and wisdom? Love and wisdom. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> awesome. This was fun. Thank you for you talking are, to us today. You are both amazing. This was so good and I think so informative. For sure. This was great. I hope so. I, I feel like I learned from you both today. I'm going to listen to the crypto one. Okay. Right, I'm cool. going to become educated. And if it's I have questions, I'm coming to you. Absolutely. All right. Anytime. Anytime. Maybe we should look at uh, some listings, Max. What do you think? <laughs> I think I'm way ahead of you. I'm already online looking. Check out my web, our website at Scout Residential and uh, our Instagram is great. All right, definitely. Awesome. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening today. Please continue to listen and subscribe. You could always find us on Spotify, Amazon, Google, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcast. You could find us on Instagram at Techie and the Blonde or ask us any questions or suggest topics we should discuss at techieandtheblonde at gmail.com. And our new and exciting website has launched, techieandtheblonde.com. You can find tons of content, pictures, everything discussed on the episodes. Thanks again. Bye.